You're listening to The Secret Show, episode number 175. In this episode, I'm doing honor coaching with Florian van Basten Battenburg about how to make online marketing more impactful. Welcome to The Secret Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Florian van Basten Badenburg, who is in my Samba program. Florian aspires to help ambitious entrepreneurs write their bestsellers, but she finds herself always stopping shortly before a breakthrough in her business. We discuss how she can be smarter about her online marketing and have more impact with less work. Want to know the secret behind my multi-million dollar lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 175. There you also find the show notes of this episode. I am very excited to be here with Florian van Basten-Badenburg. I hope that was pronounced correctly. We are here to do on-air coaching. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So before we dive into your challenge that we want to discuss, can you tell the audience what do you do or want to do? What I do is I help female entrepreneurs boost their business by writing a book. Not only a book, because not everybody's ready to write a book. It could also be by blogging or writing emails. So writing is what I teach them and inspire them with. Oh, there's a big need for your service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your challenge? Uh, my challenge is that, in theory, I know what to do in terms of online marketing, email marketing. What my challenge is, is sometimes I make things too big and I don't know where to start. And then I get in my own way. I know I just need to sit down and start, you know, pick one and do the work. But sometimes it still gets the best of me and I wanna find a way around it. <laughs> That's what I want. So let me ask some clarifying questions before we come to a solution for you. So when you say, oh, there's so much to do, and I, we know there's a lot of things you can be doing in online marketing, but what is ultimately what you're trying to achieve? Are you trying to get more clients or are you trying to promote a product? Like what is currently on your agenda in terms of marketing your business? Yeah, getting more clients. One-on-one -on -one clients? One-on-one um, -on -one clients and um, uh, selected groups because I don't want to work with very large groups when we're writing a book. That's also what I get back from my ideal client when talking to them. If they are in a group, they want, to, want it to be a select group, like a mastermind. Yeah, like a small group. Yeah. Yeah. So are you currently promoting anything that we could specifically talk about in terms of the challenge? Or is it more like a general theme that has been hitting you again and again that you 
don't know how to get it all done? I've been uh, in online marketing for a few years. And like in 2016, I had a great year. You know, I did a lot of online challenges with 1500 women. I also wrote a book in three months and, and promoted it and sold it and published it myself. It was wonderful. And in order to take the next step, I understood that maybe I should start delegating my advertising and invest in that. But then in 2017, my body kind of called me back because I had too much to handle. You know, I have also a family with two little boys and a, and a husband and I had too much on my plate. So that is something that keeps coming in my face in terms of I'm on a roll and then I need to take the last step to, you know, get really a, a bigger reach in order to sell more group programs. Because I also developed a group program more for people who want to write a lifestyle book which I think is fine if you're in a community because you need that energy. So it's that, that last bump or that last hill. That's the challenge. How do I push over that without pushing myself over it and then being too tired to be, you know, a great mom and a nice, well, person in general? <laughs> yeah. So it feels to be, it's more like a recurring theme. It's not a specific launch or a specific promotion. So what are you doing in terms of online marketing? You said you had been doing Facebook ads, you've been building your list. How big is your list right now? Um, I think almost 2,700. Okay, good. So what are you doing on a regular basis? Let's say every week, would you be? I write an, um, an email slash blog every week. And it's based um, on the book I wrote. I wrote the Writing Happiness Journal and it contains a journaling question for every week. And it's based on working and living on the rhythm of nature, of the seasons. So it's a great topic to send out every week. So I always have content to write about. So that's what I do on a weekly basis. And in between, I put in emails around writing a book, um, the advantages of writing a book, and also storytelling in order to connect. And it works really well. But then the next step to contain it or to contain it in a more smarter way, that's my challenge. Mm. So you're writing a weekly newsletter, but obviously you have to promote that on social media and try to acquire some new people onto your list and nurture them and build them up to clients. So Oh yeah, I forgot to say I do webinars too, sorry. <laughs> you do webinars too every week? No, not every week. I did it about every two weeks. Okay, so your list is 2,700. This, uh, when I think back to my own experience, and of course I have a lot of client stories that come to my mind right now to give you examples. I was doing weekly webinars and that's a lot of effort. And at some point you need to kind of almost take a step back and say, okay, I have a list of 2,700 people. How can I serve them the best? And is all of this busy, busy marketing really need it. So you then need to start, get smart about it. I would be careful about doing so many webinars. I know a lot of people are inspired by my story of doing weekly webinars, but that was four years ago. Times have changed. I would focus on uh, marketing that lives long. Now, obviously, if you are blogging weekly, that's fantastic. If you're not feeling drained from it. I love it. Writing is my, my, my biggest passion and my coping system. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I have had a few clients where writing is just like meditation for someone else or, you know, dancing, but it was not for me, for instance. So I was blogging and it was draining me. You know, when I wrote a good blog post, I was really happy, but it took me effort to sit down and write. So I looked for something else and the webinars was a good way 
But if I was starting out today, I would not do so many webinars. Instead, there is Facebook Live, for instance. Facebook Live does require a lot less admin and marketing than webinars. Facebook basically does a lot of it for you. If you schedule your Facebook Live, you can schedule it seven days in advance. If you schedule it, already people will see you schedule it. Cool. And then if you use Ecamm or Zoom and connect your Facebook page with that, then you can go live with these tools and then it's automatically recorded on your computer and then you have a video. The videos that I do, we have them transcribed and then you basically have a blog post or an email and if you would hire an assistant, and this doesn't need to be an assistant that is really tech savvy, but they can pull out tweetables, they can pull out quotes from you that could be put on little images and your whole marketing could be created from one 30-minute video a week. Yeah, I see what you mean. And the webinars I would reserve for promotions, for launches. So when you are ready, when you feel it's time to launch another group program, and I think with your list, you could definitely are at that point where you can do that from time to time. Of course, you need to build your list in between launches. You cannot just launch and launch and launch to the same people. But when you do a webinar and you promote it properly, you start two weeks in advance promoting it. You promote it really like you, you make yourself a goal and say, hey, I'm going to get 400 signups for this webinar. 100 are probably going to come from your list and 300 are going to be new ones. And if you do this, maybe once a month or every second month, then you have both the budget, the energy, the excitement to do it properly. The downside was when I was doing weekly webinars, <laughs> and I'm being really honest here, sometimes I was like, oh, I'm not going to do Facebook ads this time, or I'm just going to spend a little bit. And the effort is a little bit lost. You're doing all this work and you're not getting a return on investment. So rather reduce the webinar and do them properly when you do them. And you can find something small to do. So even if you do a weekly Facebook Live, I'm not saying there has to be 30 minutes. It could be 15. Uh, you can pull out little topics from your book. The reason why I suggest Facebook Lives or some kind of video in addition to your blog, your blog is good for SEO. It's fantastic. It takes time though. I know it can take six months until really people find it in Google what you wrote six months ago. But with Facebook Live, that's more spontaneous. The people following right now are being nurtured and you can send it out easily. This could be a part of your weekly newsletter to send out, hey, two days ago, I just did this Facebook Live on this topic. Da -da -da -da. So you could mix it up with the content from your book and take that there. And then the webinars are more exclusive. I'm more excited about signing up for your webinar because you're not doing it all the time. So like a Facebook um, live, if you schedule it, do you mean like an event? No, you schedule it as a, as a Facebook live. There is a video on my Facebook page, how to do this. I, I just recorded it a few days ago because I felt that people like, not very many people are doing it, you know, and it's really easy to do to schedule a Facebook live. It does require you to connect with some kind of a third-party tool. I use Zoom, but Ecamm is the one that's $39.99. Like it's a no-brainer. It's a one-time fee and it's a no-brainer for a business to invest in Ecamm. And you can share your screen and you can even show a video inside when you're going live. If you have a video, for instance, when I'm, 
I was showing people a two-minute video from Mastermind Retreat Iceland inside when I was live. So that is allowed. Uh, you cannot just deceive people, pretend you're live when you're not live. That's what they don't want. Yeah. But you are allowed to show a little video inside your Facebook live if you have one. Great tip. Thank you. Yeah. So I would like you to be more strategic about not feeling this busy, Rizzi. And yeah, being smarter about it. And if you feel it starting again, like, oh, then dialing down and doing actually less with more impact. Yes, that sounds really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I do the launches and then I go into my, it's a little bit like, you know, I come from Iceland and uh, we used to be a fishing nation. Now I think we are a tourist nation, <laughs> <laughs> importing tourists <laughs> instead of exporting fish. But when there was fish in the sea, you fish, fish, fish. And when, uh, you know, maybe there's winter or maybe there's less fish in the sea and then you just calm down and dial down. And that's normal in marketing, right? Because you cannot be constantly launching or constantly on high. You need to go in phases, especially if you're a writer. I would say that you need your, you need to go back into your cave and write and have the time to write and the energy, but there needs to be little uh, dots. So I attended this uh, day with VaynerMedia and they talk about a little dots of marketing. So something you do regularly. Let's say you do your weekly blog post and you would, in addition to that, do a weekly Facebook Live. But that's about it. Then you need to, of course, promote those things. That could be done by a virtual assistant that schedule out these two things. So to get them out into the market, maybe put a little Facebook ad on your blog post, put a little Facebook ad on your Facebook videos, just to kind of get people to read your blog post and watch your videos. And when you are ready to do your webinar, whether it's once a month or every second month to promote some kind of a program, then you are retargeting those who have warmed up. That's cheaper, right? Yeah. So that's much cheaper. So you're constantly kind of out there. It's like a little dance, uh, you know, ping, 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 and then boom, ping, 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 boom. And this is what you need to do because it then gives you time to get your energy back in between. That's key. If my energy is high, I can do anything. And if I take good care of myself, but you're right. If I want to write, I need to kind of be like a blank canvas in order to create. And if I want to work with clients, I need to be present. I need to be rested so I can be my best self for them. So yes, I want to work smarter. That's my challenge. And I'm, like you said, doing a step back and analyze. That's exactly what I did by the end of last year. And that's why I signed up for this call with you because you know it's a new way of running my business, but I want it because I learned the hard way. <laughs> you know, I come from a background of content marketing. Well, in the past that worked, but now you need to do different things. Yeah. And you can do a lot of things. So when I say step back and do more impactful things, it is also possible at some point, you know, I read this book two years ago, 10X, and I was very inspired and I, I, I can highly recommend the book. You're very inspiring, but I was also overwhelmed reading the book, a little bit like what you were describing before, because he was saying, well, if somebody's blogging once a week, maybe you should blog three times a week. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to be writing, reading a book telling me to do more when you're already feeling you're doing so much. But there was a seed planted about the omnipresence. Omnipresence is when you really want to make big impact in the world and people basically see you everywhere. And it's possible, but not overnight. So 
when you're starting out in your business and even in the first couple of years of your business, you cannot be omnipresent. You need to build a good foundation for your business and you need to do impactful marketing, like we said before, dial down on the things that are heavy on you and do them less. But when you do them, you do them properly. But actually I've noticed you can build up one thing and then when that's all done, you do the next. So for instance, I launched a podcast some seven months ago. And that is a lot of effort to launch the podcast and get started. And I did 100 episodes in 100 days and that was a bit crazy. But now we have three episodes a week and it's easy. It actually can become easy. So marketing should be something that you enjoy. So I found it hard to do the blogging. The podcasting was hard to start more emotionally than anything else. It's in your head that it's so much work and blah, blah, blah. But then it becomes easy. It becomes a routine. So when it goes from being a project to a routine, you just sit down and do it. You know, it's in my calendar, for instance, today. I'm not just talking to you, but I also have to record a, po a solo episode. There's an hour blocked for a solo episode. Now, my episodes are typically 20, 30 minutes, but I need to sit down pick a topic. I have a list of topics I want to cover, but I still have not picked the topic before I sit down. So I have to pick a topic. I have to write, sketch out something and record it. But I have contained it in an hour. I force myself to not take it more than an hour and then it feels very doable. So the same with a Facebook Live. And if you start a weekly Facebook Live and you have written, you know, the book that you talked about and you have all this content, you have all these blog posts, you basically go to the list of the blog posts you've already done, pick a topic, and this is your topic for your Facebook Live. And there's no other preparation needed because you've, you're already expert on the topic. And people consume content in different ways. There are people who like audio, there are people like video, people like text. And even if I, let's say I've already read your blog post, and then I see you go on Facebook Live three months later with the same topic, or even the same week, if I am your fan, I will still watch it. That's so interesting. And, and we think like, oh, we have to do new, 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 new. And that will exhaust you. But no, when you want to be known for something, you need to repeat, repeat, repeat. So I think that will also calm you down in terms of marketing effort. Like you're not constantly coming up with new things. You could possibly pick newsletter. If you wrote weekly newsletters last year, start to recycle them. The best ones. I have years, years of mails. Yeah, you have years and years of emails and blogs. You are doing yourself a, not a favor. You're, you're actually doing yourself a disservice and your clients by not recycling them. Of course, you will change up a few things. But if I pull out, if I'm doing a promotion of something that I've promoted several times before, I pull out the emails. This is typically what happens on our team. My uh, assistant will copy all the emails we used in the last promotions and I will go through them and I will change a few things, but not much. Yeah, I tweak them and if they worked, why, you know, we're putting this pressure on ourselves that everything needs to be new and perfect and... <laughs> well, it's, it's something, you know, we're creators. It's also, it gives us energy, right? I love it. I love it to create new things, but it is also hurting us. This demand to constantly be innovative and it is not necessarily good for your business. No, because you need to be consistent. Consistency is in this case more important that you actually are bringing out content every week. 
but it can be a recycle of content you created three years ago or a different angle of the same subject. Like if I am on a podcast talking about something and then I would write about it, it's not going to be exactly the same thing. No, no. No, especially not if you just do a podcast or a video with bullet points. You're going to say it differently. You're going to deter a different angle and people are going to feel your excitement about the subject, maybe even better than through a, a blog post. Yes, that's what I like also about podcasts and video. You can transfer that energy in a different way. I can do it in words as well, but that's because I've been writing since I was six years old. <laughs> oh, that's great. I wrote my first story six years old. <laughs> you too? You did? I, I started by writing my first book, like Mary's on a, goes on a trip. And you know what the great part is? I found it back in my mom's, in my mom's house and she typed it out for me and I still have it. That's wonderful, isn't it? So that's proof. That's fantastic. I wrote about a cat and sent it into the radio station and we had only one radio station and they read the story and I'm like, cats, I don't even like cats. <laughs> I'm a dog person. You uh, are. <laughs> yes, but it's funny. So do you feel that you could change your approach based on our conversation today? Yes, because I was, I was kind of confused by all the information in terms of you should do webinars, you should do this, you should do that. I understand being consistent. I understand what you said in terms of doing a Facebook Live. You can do it in like 15 minutes. So it doesn't take hours of your time to write it, find a picture and post it. So I see what you mean. And I also see what you mean with building your list. And it needs, it takes time. And it reminds me of a book I got from the library this week for my, my youngest. It is about a rabbit who wants to have carrot cake and then there are no carrots. So he gets carrot seeds and he puts them in the ground and he waters them. And then the next day he's disappointed that there are no carrots <laughs> and he needs to wait and wait and, you know, patience. And I, while I was reading it, you know, I had to laugh. So laugh out loud because this book, you know, was for me. It was, it was a story for me and my son. And then after a few weeks, he totally got fed up and he only saw green leaves and he started pulling the carrots and then, oh, hey, they, they, they grow under the ground. It's an amazing children's story, but it made me laugh because it, it was such a great message for me that I, well, apparently I took it from the library intuitively. <laughs> it was a book meant for me. <laughs> so you have to wait for exactly. the carrots to grow with your ongoing marketing, but use the webinars for your proper promotions. Yes, I will. Thank you. Thank you, Sigrun. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Me too. Thanks. Want to know the secret behind my multi-million dollar lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 175. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.